Today, I journey back to Wawala Island, where I spent my childhood summer staying at my family's house and playing with my cousins. This is where I grew up in the summertime. I'm packing up a picnic basket filled with memories to share with my grandma, mom, and cousin Delvin. It's fun to get back to traditions and introduce them to new traditions, like a tender and juicy pulled pork sandwich topped with classic Southern chow chow. And of course, my pan-fried collard greens. Add a little bit of bacon, it's gonna be delicious. These are some of the things I learned to cook while spending time with my grandma. And speaking of grandma, I'm putting my spin on her famous banana pudding. Better than mine. Is it better than yours, mine? Well, we didn't hear that. This is better than hers. Amen. <laughs> when you're born in the South, there are two things you're gonna learn. Southern hospitality and good eating. Down here in South Carolina is where I sat at my grandmother's kitchen table and learned all of my family recipes. And now I've made those recipes my own as a traveling chef and caterer, inspired by the deep roots we have here in the Sea Islands of Charleston. These days, you can find me right here in this beautiful place I call home, feeding the ones I love the most. I'm Cartier, but when I'm in the kitchen, everyone calls me Miss Brown. So today is a very special day for me. Um, going back to Wadmala Island. It's a little small island off the coast of Charleston, South Carolina. It's where my family's from. And uh, I remember growing up and, and playing on Wadmala, I mean barefoot, country girl. And I haven't been back in a while, so I called my grandmother, I called my mom, and I called my cousin Delvin, who's kind of like our family historian. So why don't we go back to Wadmala? And I'm making them my take on a traditional Wadmala meal. Starting with a low country classic, a pulled pork sandwich with homemade barbecue sauce. All right, so I'm making my rub first, which I'm using two tablespoons of brown sugar, one tablespoon of brown ginger, six cloves of garlic that I've minced, one tablespoon of salt, one tablespoon of black pepper, and one tablespoon of paprika. A rub is gonna give it that extra the extra kick of flavor, but I'm also gonna add this really amazing tomato vinegar-based barbecue sauce. I'm gonna take my Boston butt here and rub it down with my special rub. Look at this beautiful piece of pork. Once it cooks slow and it can become shreddable, oh my goodness, I, I love a good pulled pork sandwich. So I decided to make the pulled pork into a sandwich because traditionally, during certain celebrations on the islands, the sea islands, Gullah people would roast whole hog in the ground. So instead of doing that, I want to make it a little simpler by making a roasted pulled pork sandwich. Right, I want to take my pork shoulder to my Dutch oven here. So this is about four pounds of Boston butt pork shoulder. It's going to shrink. Don't worry about it. It's still going to be enough for plenty of sandwiches and leftovers. Add one can of beer, and that will help tenderize the pork. And you can use any beer that you like, whatever beer that you drink. I'm using a lager. Want to use a half a cup of orange juice. Want to get some sweetness from the orange juice. The acidity also is going to help break down the pork shoulder, so it's going to be nice and tender, and it's going to pull apart effortlessly. I have the oven set at 275. I want to roast it low and slow for five hours. While that's roasting, I'm going to get started on my barbecue sauce. I like a good, juicy sandwich, so I'm making a barbecue sauce that's a little looser than your typical barbecue sauce. I'm gonna start out with my dry ingredients. One tablespoon of garlic powder, tablespoon of black pepper, few pinches of paprika, give it that nice smoky flavor, few pinches of cayenne, it's a, it's a little spicy, not too much. 
tablespoon of ground ginger. You know, I love my ginger. Now I'm gonna add in my liquids. Normally, Carolina barbecue sauce is mustard-based. A tablespoon of yellow mustard, this entire bottle of apple cider vinegar. Again, this is a loose barbecue sauce. It's gonna help make it a little liquidy. It's gonna give it that tanginess. So this is kind of like a, a combination of a Carolina style with a Memphis style barbecue. Memphis style barbecue is usually sweet, really thick, very smoky. Three tablespoons of tomato paste. Doing this uh, roasted pork and making this barbecue sauce reminds me of my loud cookouts with my family during the summertime. Oh my goodness, it is a ball. I actually have an uncle, we call him Uncle Stormy. Every Southern family has that one guy that mans the grill, that one uncle or cousin, and they always have a Bluetooth in their ear, okay? And, a <laughs> and an old school hat. And Uncle Stormy is that guy on the grill. But I'm telling you what, they make some good barbecue. Two cans of tomato sauce. I'm gonna use half a bottle of this ketchup. Three tablespoons of Worcestershire. One can of that lager again. The juice of one lemon. A half a cup of a neutral oil, vegetable or canola. One and a half cups of sorghum. And if you can't find sorghum near you, you can always use molasses. But sorghum is not as deep and rich as molasses. It has a kind of a caramel flavor. I can't wait till my mom and my grandma and Delvin try this. All right, head over to my stove. I'm gonna bring this to a boil. My sauce has come to a nice little rolling boil here. Let me taste it and make sure I don't need to add anything to it. Mmm, oh that's great. It's sweet, it's tangy. It's gonna go really great with that pork shoulder. Now I'm gonna reduce this to a simmer, let this cook for about two hours. I wanna get started on my chow chow and my collard greens. Next, I'm adding a few simple ingredients to a Southern classic to kick these collard greens up a notch. When that hot sauce hit that bacon, it awoke my senses. <laughs> and later, grandma's banana pudding with my secret surprise. I'm gonna give grandma a run for her money with her own recipe. So I'm meeting my mom, my grandma, and my cousin Delvin on Wadmala Island, where my family's from, for a really nice picnic. I got my barbecue sauce that's been cooking low and slow. I'm gonna let it continue to simmer while I get started on my collard greens. I like pan-fried collard greens because you add a little bit of bacon, it's kind of crispy, you avoid overcooking it, and it's fresh and tasty. I've got my skillet nice and hot. I'm gonna add in six strips of thick-cut bacon that I've cut up. I'm just gonna render this down, get all that nice, fat, bacon-y drippings out of it, let this go, and I'm gonna get started on my collard greens. So I've washed my greens, now I'm gonna chop them. I like leaving the stems on my greens, the stems add texture to it. I don't use the stems once we get down here, but I like to just give it a rough little cut. There's no right or wrong way of cutting your greens. However you do it in your household, you do it in your household. Because I'm using about 30 minutes to cook these greens, big rough chops will suffice. Everything is slow and slow today. I'm not rushing anything. I'm just gonna dice one onion. So I've minced up three garlic cloves. I'm gonna add it to my bowl with the onions. I'm gonna fry up my collard greens. All right, so my bacon has rendered down. I'm gonna remove the bacon, keep the drippings in there. I'm gonna cook my onions down, get a little bit translucent. Everyone has their own way of making collard greens. I mean, they're the typical Southern way of making it. 
where my grandmother would wake up literally like five o'clock in the morning and get her greens started. I don't cook it as long, but I still get the flavors at half the time. I like the way that looks. I'm gonna add my collards to the skillet, add the bacon back to the pan, give it a toss. Because greens are bitter, gotta cut some of that bitterness with the sugar. I like using honey. A few pinches of salt and some cracked black pepper. Hot sauce. Uh-huh. I mean, normally you would add hot sauce towards the end, but because I like hot sauce on my greens, I'm gonna add it while I'm cooking it. Mmm. When that hot sauce hit that bacon, it'll woke my senses. <laughs> All right, let me make sure that these are okay. I'm gonna pick up a piece with some bacon. That is perfect. It's a little sweet. It's not bitter at all because of that honey. It's nice and tender. Leave well enough alone. I'll just let that simmer while I'll make my chow chow, which was always a staple at Wabala barbecues. Chow chow is a southern relish. I love it. I put it on everything, my hot dogs, my burgers, and now I'm gonna put it on my pulled pork sandwich. I'm gonna start off with five cups of vinegar. I'm gonna use three cups of granulated sugar, two tablespoons of salt, a tablespoon of mustard seeds, teaspoon of turmeric. The turmeric adds bright, vibrant yellow color, red pepper for a little heat, about a handful of cloves, as well as the whole peppercorn. One bay leaf, a squirt of yellow mustard, and that's basically it. All right, I'm gonna head over to my stove and give this a whisk. Smells great already. All right, now for the vegetable part. Green tomatoes, bell pepper, onions, and a cabbage. To make life easier, I'm gonna use a food processor. All right, so I have, I'm gonna do this in batches because if I put too much in the food processor, it's gonna get really liquidy. I don't want, I wanna avoid that. Take my first batch out. Quick pulses. Now I'm gonna hand shred my cabbage. Chow chow is like a mix between a coleslaw and a relish because I'm using cabbage. I'm using the entire cabbage. Normally you would, if you make steamed cabbage, you would throw away that center because it's really rough and bitter. But because I'm adding it to a relish, I like to use it because it's really, really strong and it holds up really well in the relish. Add it to my vinegar and pickling spices. Let that go for about 15 to 20 minutes until most of the liquid has absorbed. Let me check on these greens. These are what you call collard greens. It's almost time for my trip back to Wadmalaw Island. I'm packing up my picnic basket with my sweet and soulful collard greens. My chow chow relish is reducing nicely and my sauce for my pulled pork is almost ready. Just one thing left to make, my grandma's banana pudding. My grandma makes a different banana pudding than your typical banana pudding. It's super sweet, super flavorful, and uh, kind of created my own little spin on it. So it's already great by itself, but I'm adding some salted caramel to these jars. Mm. I think I'm gonna give grandma a run for her money with her own recipe. <laughs> All right, so I have a packet of French vanilla instant pudding. I'm gonna add a can of sweetened condensed milk. It's super sweet. Not overly sweet. 
you won't lose a tooth. <laughs> add in two cups of half and half. Eight ounces of sour cream. That is very different from most recipes. I, my grandmother always used sour cream because it adds a nice little tangy flavor to it. Because we're using sweetened condensed milk, the tanginess of the sour cream just kind of mellows out some of that sugar so it's not overly sweet. So I remember having a conversation on my Uncle Clarence's porch, and I said, you know, Uncle Clarence, I never really heard much about how Grandma grew up. He told me, oh, we grew up in a country. There would be little rodents and little snakes in the house. My grandmother was afraid of everything. She might have been the scaredy cat out of the bunch, but now that I think about it, my grandmother was actually the bravest. She was the only one out of her siblings to venture outside of Guatemala, move all the way to New York at 17 years old, and get a degree in nursing. And she took care of two children by herself doing that. My grandma is my superwoman. I'm just mixing up my vanilla pudding with the sour cream and the cold milk. It has to be cold until it gets nice and thick. And while it sets up, I'm gonna get started on my whipped cream. So I've got my bowl nice and cold. I've got my beaters cold too. Now a cold bowl and cold beaters gets it nice, fluffy, and stable without using a stabilizer. A pint of heavy cream, and I'm gonna add to it a half a cup confectioner sugar. Just gonna whip this until it gets nice and stiff. I'm telling you, there's nothing like fresh whipped cream. Nice, stiff peaks. Now it's time to build my banana pudding jars. But before I do that, <laughs> gotta get my bananas, my caramel, and butter cookies. And I like using these butter cookies because my grandmother put them in, in hers because she always had these cookies laying around. But you know what? If you grew up in the South or you grew up with your grandmother, you would always be fooled because you didn't know if it was cookies in here or a sewing kit. It's cookies in here. And I thought it'd be really cute to serve these in mason jars. I want to start with a layer of cookies. Two cookies at the bottom of each jar. Now I'm gonna add my caramel in there. So I just basically took some caramel candies, melted it with a little bit of half and half, made myself caramel sauce. Very simple. Ooh, I don't think these jars are gonna make it to Wattmala. Now I'm gonna add in the bananas. And I'm just gonna keep creating the same layers until I get probably halfway. Last but not least, the whipped cream. And just enough to put on top because I still have to seal it up. Oh. oh. That is beautiful. My picnic basket is packed and I'm heading back to my childhood home on Walmala Island with my mom, grandma, and cousin Delvin. Just coming back here just reminds us of the richness of our culture and our the history and the, the beauty of the island. Home. Home, it is home. Yeah, exactly. When you need people say, where are you from? And when we say Charleston, then we say Walmala, that's home for us. Before we have our picnic, we're going to visit the places where we grew up, prayed, and loved. Oh, wow. Oh, no, no, there's the house. There's 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 oh, yeah. wow, the house. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, no one ever did anything with it. No. Wow. It looks so different. This is uh, my grandmother's mother's last house that she lived in and my great-grandfather before they passed away. We would have Charleston crab cracks with the family and... 
Everything happened. This is this is my summertime was spent here. Now that's old. Now that's almost as old as the one on uh, mm. at the Angel Oak. Oh wow! Granddaddy would be yeah. sitting under there every oh. evening. I'm Lots getting emotional. History, man. Wow, this is my summertime's right here. This is my grandmother's church. This church has been here on Wabala for 136 years. My grandmother grew up in this church since she was born, and I've gone to this church since I was little. It's one of those landmarks on Wabala that will, you know, stand the test of time. So the schoolhouse you grew up in is in this general area yeah, over here. a little further down it was, oh. in, on the same hand side. Oh, yeah? When my parents got married, that's when we joined this church. Yeah, I've been growing up in this church ever since. The thing about Southern churches is that when we get together, we have our service, and then right after service is done, we go eat. We have some good cooks in that church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody bring the dish. We may not be going to church today, but we can still celebrate our family and our love the best way we know how, with an amazing meal. I decided to do something a little different. I didn't want to just do our typical picnic. Mm -hmm. I know you smell it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Your sandwich is awesome, man. Let me make the libation. This is my Sea Island bourbon punch. It is a bourbon cocktail. Uh -huh. And I'm going to give you lots of bourbon. Got a whole bottle of bourbon in there. I'm going to add some club soda. Give it a nice little fizz. I'm going to add a few peels of this orange. The greens is good, huh? Mm -hmm. I have a, the, the greens, the sauce. It's all good. Mm -hmm. I like that chow chow, Cartier. I want to squeeze this orange mm -hmm. in here. Mm -hmm. Ginger ale. A little juice of a Marchino cherry. A little sweetness. Do okay. you see the layers of uh, color? It's very pretty. It's very pretty. Very pretty. You add a little sugar to that. Sugar? Really? Uh, it's yep. a punch, right? Just to add a little herby flavor, a few sprigs of mint. There you go. Mm -hmm. I can't believe you just just mm. said the, the greens. The greens. Crunchy. Well, I thank you and Mommy for teaching me to, to take my time with things. Mm -hmm. I watched you cook for a long time. I watched you cook for a long time. And i never seen you rush anything. Oh, goodness. Wow. This is yeah. nice. That's nice. nice. Mm -hmm. Were you a bartender in your past life? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got something to sweeten the deal. Mm-hmm. Mm, what's that? Hold on. Y'all can dig in. Grandma made your banana pudding, but I added a little something special in there. Which okay. yeah. You see? You see that layer? Mm-hmm. That's a layer of caramel. All right. Mm-hmm. This is awesome, man. Mm-hmm. It's so good. That's good. This is excellent. Better than mine. Is it better than yours, Mom? Whoa. We didn't hear that. Did we hear that? This is better than hers. Wow. <laughs> Thank you all so much for coming out. You know, it was a good day. You got to cherish those special moments while you can. Definitely. Yeah. Family means a lot to us. So, you know, if you know what you have and you cherish it now before it's too late. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.